Life Audio. We're talking about knowledge and wisdom. We're going through the principles of Second Peter. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Do you believe in life after addiction? You better believe it. Now, the host of Life After Addiction. I'm going to start this episode how we ended the last. If the devil doesn't like it, he gets it on a tag. Hey, is it on a tag? What's it on? Okay, here we go. We're back. We're back. Life After Addiction, episode 43. 43. Episode 43. All right, go ahead. Tell them about the big argument we just had. Okay. So I'm going to get my keys off the desk here. I apologize for that. Um, Chittister asked me, name one athlete that's ever worn the number 43. And I just said, well, Adam Comer wore 43 in high school, undergraduate, under, not undergraduate, sophomore, freshman, sophomore year. And he laughed at me and called me a liar. And you never wore 43, which then <laughs> proceeded to go to a Google search of all any athlete that's ever worn 43 in the NBA. And one guy came up, yeah. <laughs> forget his name, but from it, the 60s or 70s, Jack Sigma. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Ball player. Ball player. Said nobody ever, probably. Ball player. (laughs) So that was interesting. We wasted about 14 minutes of our lives. So here we are. We've started the episode 43, and we are in it. Do we have a timer? We're going. We're about a minute into it. Um, Hey, just a quick recap uh, before we go to our first little uh, short break. Um, again, if you ever hear anything, any of our ads that don't make sense to be on our platform, please make sure that you let us know info at spring Also recap alumni. If you're listening, need to know by August 2nd, Yes, August, August 2nd. 2nd, please. I'm trying to think when this comes out, please make sure that you let us know if you're coming to the alumni retreat, which is September 2nd through 1st through 4th, 1st through 4th. Yes. Um, yeah, that'd be great. And then just, Hey, this episode again, 43, we're talking about knowledge and wisdom. We're going through the principles of second Peter chapter one verses three through 11, which is also our curriculum lost and found. Hello folks. My name is Derek Greer and I'm reaching out to fellow pastors and church leaders just like you to join me and other Christian leaders and organizations throughout the nation. As we come together on June 8th and 9th for national unity weekend. Together we will show the love of Jesus as we serve our communities on Saturday, June 8th, and then preach from a shared text on Sunday, June 9th. To register, go to unityweekend.com. That's unityweekend.com to join us as we unite the church and unite the nation. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org slash impact. Recovery in Christ. Uh, yeah, we're pretty excited about that. And, um, yeah, and, and diving into that and how much fruit it's bared. Absolutely. So before I want to read the verse, I want to dive in uh, and read these things. But before we do, let's take a quick commercial break. And we're back. We are back. Oh, that one hurt. And if you're just listening, 
domination just happened in paper rock scissors. He won his first game in paper rock scissors. And the, is what and just and the balance of the world has been restored. <laughs> the balance of the world. So, anyway, so we are we are in this series. This is the second episode that we're talking about uh, the seven principles of lost and found recovery in Christ. That's pulled straight from the Bible in Second Peter. I want to start, man. I want to start by reading the scripture and. Uh, and then just kind of have you take it away talking about the specific principle that we're talking about today. Fair Absolutely. Enough? Yes, sir. All right. Let me dive in. Again, this is Second Peter chapter 1, verses 3 through 11-ish. It says this, His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us to His own glory and excellence, by which He has granted to us His precious and very great promises so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desires. Mic drop, mm. probably say it every single time. Man, addiction and that desire, it means something, and the Bible just said we can escape it. For this very reason, what reason? Because God's promises and all this said that we can escape this desire, so for this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith, add to your faith. Here's the principles. With virtue and virtue with knowledge. That's what we're talking about today. And knowledge with self-control, and self-control with steadfastness, and steadfastness with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For whoever lacks these qualities is so nearsighted that he is blind, having forgotten... Uh-oh. Having, having forgotten that he was cleansed from his former trespasses. Mm. Therefore, brothers, be all the more diligent to confirm your calling and election, for if you practice these qualities, you will never fall. Mm. That's the word of God. Mm. Lead us in. Yeah, so if you haven't, I would encourage you to go get a Lost and Found uh, Recovery in Christ workbook. And the first quote I have is actually um, a quote from Bruce in that book. This is going to be on page 25. But it says, Seeking God's word reveals to us an understanding of God's own character, his wisdom, the testimonies of many who lived in faith before us, and will also determine how we discern the truth from the lies of the world. We mm. need to grow in our knowledge of God and his wisdom in order to become strong enough to withstand the temptations caused by the evil corruption all around us. Mm. Being able to distinguish the lies from the truth is so important and also being aware of what lies are. Yeah. Uh, prior to knowing Christ, I did not know that there were lies being fed to me because my standard of truth was skewed due to my own method of thinking and the way I perceive the world. Um, and so understanding what knowledge and truth is as a Christian, right, that we stand on the biblical principles and the authority of God in Scripture, um, that changed everything drastically for me. Um, and knowledge of his word is essential to walking in freedom. You know, when you add, you supplement knowledge to your walk, you're able to not only just react in situations, but prayerfully respond to life's adversities, to life's trials, to life's tribulations. Um, and this is a scripture we read often, but it never gets old. It's 2 Timothy three sixteen and 17. All scripture is breathed God, out breathe. by God. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. So we see right there 
what stems from knowing God's word, what the knowledge of God's word does in the hearts and minds of believers. It is for teaching. It is for reproof. It is for correction. It is for training in righteousness. Why? Well, so that we may be complete for every good work in Christ. Um, I'll use an example that we actually discussed just now in between episodes, man. There's sometimes I come in here to record these podcasts and like, I'm just, there's a heaviness on me. There's a weight. Um, it's just a funk that I can't seem to shake. And it's like these lies that are being fed to me that like, I'm fearful of man or fearful of saying the wrong thing or fearful of doing the wrong thing or fearful of not knowing enough. And it takes me to this place of like relying on self. And now the spirit of God within me knows, man, like, man, trust in me. Um, But I I get to a place where, like, I feel like I can't just be who God's created me to be and just trust in, like, man, God is going to speak through me. Um, And I just have to um, abide in him and trust in him. But it's one of those things where the knowledge of God allows me to come out of those places. Now, it doesn't always happen instantly. Nope. Um, there are some episodes where I go through and I'm, I am stuck in my head, but I have that constant direction within me with his word, through scriptures, through his promises that can realign and shift my focus and my thoughts from, OK, I'm feeling this way. My thoughts are telling me this, but this is what God's word says about uh, my situation and something I, I say every time or a lot that, you know, uh, we got to filter our thoughts and, and um, actions through the word of God. And it's true. Even in my own life, the hardest person you ever preach to is yourself. Yeah. So I can proclaim these things and preach these things all day and know it's true because it's God's word, but to really um, make them personal to me, it can be difficult at times, even, even, even for me. Yeah. And when I think of this man, I, and Carl, I'm going to get to you in just a second, but <clears throat> I think kind of two different, categories one is the word of god says that the um the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the lord the fear of the lord is the beginning of knowledge and wisdom or wisdom and, and so if you're asking yourself well where do i start like I, I, you know if i'm adding to my faith if i'm supplementing my faith with uh virtue which is what we talked about last week and this week and in, in knowledge well how do i do that well one we're talking about god's word but two come to a place of going back to God and knowing that he is good. And that is what I need to add. I need to add more of God and what he says. Mm. And that you have this fear, this deep respect, this um, reverence reverence for the God, man, that's where you start, Mm. right? That's what the word of God says. And we already spent so many episodes talking about this This is the absolute standard of truth without an absolute standard of truth. It's chaos and there is no truth. And this is the absolute standard of truth. And so you want to add these things, start with a reverence for God. Yeah. Uh, and then what I, the kind of the other fold and I'll kind of maybe talk about it on the back end of the podcast, but the other thing is, is yeah, just practically speaking. I mean, I see much benefit in knowledge in wanting to learn more about God's word. Um, personal example, uh, coming up, I believed all of these things that I was hearing about how God's word is so profitable as you, as we read in Timothy and, uh, it's a weapon as it talks about in Ephesians, it's an offensive weapon in spiritual warfare, how it's convicting and teaching and rebuking. And it's sharper than a two edged sword. And I heard all these things and I, I believed them, <clears throat> but man, as we were talking about sports and stuff like that in high school, uh, I never, I never developed a really coming up. I never developed a good discipline for reading. Yeah. Whether it be schoolwork or anything. And yeah. maybe it was because of sports and I didn't really have to or whatever, but 
So when it was come time to dive into God's word, I just didn't have a discipline of it, man. I'd fall asleep. I was just cross-eyed. And I wanted to put this into practice because, and I think I talked about this on our pillars class, uh, pillars talk as well when we talk about being in God's word, but God, I want to know more of you. Like, give me a mind, renew my mind to, to want to know and read and be able to retain. And, and it was just practically, I prayed that over time. And over time, God gave me a passion for his word to a point that I say I nerd out with it now, like theology and wanting to, I went to school for religion and, and looking at the Greek and the Hebrew and the Latin and, and like understanding context and understanding what God's word is saying and just nerding out. And I'm not saying that everyone needs to do that, but when I pleaded with God to give me a passion for his word, he did it. And man, if that wasn't profitable for uh, not being ineffective, as the passage in Second Peter says, if that wasn't profitable for escaping desires, as the scripture says, and if that wasn't profitable for what was the third thing? Uh, it ends for training in righteousness. Yeah, training in righteousness and doing the or never falling. Second yeah. Peter says you'll never fall if it wasn't. Man, God's word, He said it, so be it. And so, Him giving me this passion for His word, for this knowledge, for this wisdom that I'm I'm growing in. All three of those promises in Second Peter were true for me. Man, my desires changed, right? I no longer was controlled by something that big, right? I was able to escape the sinful desires from the corruptions in the world. I became effective for the kingdom. I wasn't ineffective. Uh, and, man, I didn't fall, right? Yeah. Like, in areas, for sure, I fall short all the time. Fall short of the glory of God all the time. But, like, in specifically in addiction, I never fell. And man, those promises, he said it, so be it. And I believe I really relate to this knowledge and this wisdom and growing in that as a true thing. Carl, what do you think? Wow. Um, I think what I'm thinking right now is, is just how important the knowledge of God's word is, the, the knowledge of God's truth, um, and, then, and then the practical application behind that. I, I've been thinking about what Chitty was talking about, how in between episodes we kind of had just that moment together and um there was a reverence that came over us where it's like god we need we need you right now you know in the midst of this struggle because we we bear each other's burdens right we acknowledge that that's what god asks us to do but then adam prayed for us you know and because of the knowledge that adam has acquired of the truth he prayed according to that he prayed with the truth he prayed with Mm. the knowledge of the truth and used that as a weapon against the lies because Mm. The knowledge of the truth, we just recognize that that's the truth now. And that's what allows us to walk in a way that keeps us from falling because it's like, this is what God God said I can walk free from this. It's that simple. If he said it, so be it, you know. Um, And it's just a powerful weapon that God's given to us to um, increase in that knowledge. It allows us to fire battles better as brothers and all that stuff, man. It's a powerful, powerful tool. Very, and I, we're going to go to a break, and I want you to come back and lead okay. us back from the break. But right before we do, I like how you're coordinate, correlating knowledge, wisdom with truth. And I think it's so, so pertinent and reasonable when you hear, then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Yeah. Very powerful. Here's a word from our sponsor. We'll be right back. Hello, folks. My name is Derek Greer, and I'm reaching out to fellow pastors and church leaders just like you to join me and other Christian leaders and organizations throughout the nation as we come together on June 8th and 9th for National Unity Weekend. 
Together, we will show the love of Jesus as we serve our communities on Saturday, June 8th, and then preach from a shared text on Sunday, June 9th. To register, go to unityweekend.com. That's unityweekend.com to join us as we unite the church and unite the nation. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. And we're back. You cheated. We're back. <laughs> we are back. You messed up on that one, dude. We are It's back. paper, rock, scissors, shoot, and you just Listen. did paper, rock, and then threw your thing. Listen, hey, some people win with grace, some people <laughs> lose with grace, and you do neither. I we're back. That. So, coming off the heels of that, um, if you're just listening, we're talking about paper, rock, scissors. I don't know why we've done it, but we're doing it because we have a YouTube channel, and we don't run ads on unless we're running our own ads or unless someone wants to come run ads on it. Uh, and so, we just, for those two seconds, we pay paper, rock, scissors, and I'm 2-0 and oh, the last two breaks. And I believe that there's been a shift. I'll let you shine. But coming back in, dialing back in, because we are talking about it, we ended it with wisdom and knowledge being related to truth, truth yeah. being setting you free. Uh, come on, bring yeah, us back. I, th- I think the, another aspect of the importance of knowledge is it gives us an understanding of who God is and his character. Um, and Bruce brings this up in our workbook. Um, you know, he is creator. You see that in Genesis one, yeah. you know, he is the father. You see that in John fourteen six. no yeah. one comes to the father except through me. And then you see that he's the redeemer in John three sixteen. And what that does is, man, it gives us confidence and it gives us assurance in the God that we serve. And it shifts our focus from self to the Lord, knowing that, man, I don't have to hold the weight of this, whatever I'm going through on my shoulders. I'm not walking through this alone. I have a sovereign Lord who is in control of all things. And it gives you that assurance and that peace and that confidence, knowing that he is with me. Mm. I can rest in his promises. I can rest in who he is because he spoke. You like you always say what from nothing. Verse four, everything. everything because he spoke. And that's the God in which we can have a, con- a confidence and assurance drawing near to him that man. God's got this. Mm. I may be stressed. I may be worried. I may be concerned. I may be overwhelmed. And those things happen to me daily. They do. But man, whenever I get into his word, when I get into prayer, whenever I get into moments like these and just talk about the intricate ways in which God speaks, which in which he moves um, and what he's done in my life, I'm always humbled and brought back to the fact that, man, if God has brought me from where I was just a few four or five years ago to now, Whatever I'm facing currently in the path of obedience, God is certainly going to see me through that. Yeah. And I can rest in that. Yeah. And and I don't know, even as, as we've been talking, because I gave two sides, one, uh, one of them being that I want to discuss about just having the knowledge, almost education of God's word and who God's character is, those kind of things. But I almost want to warn people too, because I've, I went through a phase that was sinful, um, and I'm glad that I, God grew me out of it. Uh, but there is definitely a knowledge that puffs people up. Mm-hmm. And what, you, what, what starts to happen is people begin to love God's word more than God. Uh, people begin to 
want to debate, want to criticize theological discussions, and there's a place for some of that. There, uh, sound doctrine, sound theology is of the utmost importance to us here at S2L. But what I found myself doing was looking forward to debate, mm. and I believe that's sinful, uh, especially we have all types of guys that come in the program, and I would especially really get excited when there was an intellect that came in that was perhaps a agnostic or atheist or something like that and i found myself wanting to looking forward to debating and almost sinfully wickedly hard can't wait to poke holes in this guy's worldview and and humiliate him right how wicked is that that's not from god that's from pride and from hell and so i guess i want to because i've walked through it but just to be honest i've seen it i've seen it so much and and younger men uh perhaps maybe even older men but it's this it's this protection that needs to be up a boundary that needs to be up someone that has a access to your blind spots that you allowed to speak into your life needs to be fully there because it goes from a sweet amazing knowing god more knowing who he is more being on fire to now all of a sudden i've realized hey i have more knowledge than this guy and this guy's running his mouth about stuff that he doesn't know I need to set him straight. And, man, that is a very slippery slope that turns sinful very fast. I've repented from that. I've grown from that. Not that I'm like some guru, spiritual guru that has all this experience. But, man, that was inevitably, that was a dark place. Yeah. That I needed someone to be pounced on to make me feel good. Uh, I never thought about that. It was, I'm a warrior for God. You're not going to talk. I mean, you justify these things. But, man, looking at that, it's like, Man, I never left the debate that my or his opinion was changed. And so what am I doing it for? I'm doing it because I'm competitive, and I want to show how much superior I am to him intellectually. And that is from that is wicked, man. And so I just encourage you, as you gain this knowledge, it is so beautiful and yeah. so sweet and so good. And knowing who God is and his word and understanding the context and knowing the Greek and the Hebrew and, oh, it's such a beautiful thing until we mess it up. Yeah, And I just want to have those boundaries in place. Don't allow yourself to be studying for someone else. Uh, I just said it at Catapult Thursday. When I study, I study for me. And i got to make sure that that's true all the time. Because when I study for me, God allows me to preach and teach the best when I've been taught. And so I guess just that kind of felt like I needed to. No, that's cool of you to bring that up and, and really address something like that, because I think that's a, a common struggle um, that a lot of people see in their walks with the Lord. As you grow and you're on fire for the things of God and you begin to receive more knowledge and understanding of the truth, it's like we take what what is meant for good. And a lot of times we skew it. And like you said, make it make it. um arrogant make it proud make it about me instead of about the gospel of christ and that alone Uh, but not only does the knowledge of god's word give us an understanding of who god is and his character but it also gives us a new identity it reminds us who we are because we are creatures that so easily forget who we are in christ Um, and it tells us how god thinks of us and, and, and who we really are like i said Ephesians 2, 7 through 10 says in him, we have redemption through his blood, Mm. the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will, according to his promise or to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him 
things in heaven and things on earth. I can so easily forget, man, that I have been redeemed by the blood of Christ. Um, I can so easily forget, man, that the knowledge and insight of him who has set me free is still with me. And his spirit currently dwells within me throughout everything that I face. Um, and I'm, I don't want this to sound prosperity gospelish, but man, I struggle just as much as anybody. But we proclaim these things. We teach these things. We read these things in the word. But to make them personal to your life, it really takes some some fighting through some things. Yeah, work. it really does. It takes some ironing things out in your own heart. It takes some denying flesh. Yeah, it takes some preaching these things to myself, even when I don't believe them. God help my unbelief, because mm. these are things that I have to do. Um, I, I've got to consistently preach the, the, the gospel to myself because my spirit is always in agreement with those things. Oh, my but my thought, weak. my flesh is so weak and it's that constant battle. And man, all it can take is just a couple weeks of me being lazy in my spiritual life to where I just feel like there's this big barrier in between my relationship with God. And I'm praying and I'm just not feeling his presence as much. And I'm reading the word and I'm not nothing's really speaking to me as much. And there's going to be seasons like that. For the Christian, if you're listening or if you're watching this, there will be seasons like that. You're not always going to be on fire. Yeah. The difference now, since I've been walking in freedom these last four years, is I continue to do them regardless. Yeah. I don't wait for that supernatural, powerful, just moment that touches me, captivates me. Okay, now I'm going to continue to dive in more. I do those things regardless of how I feel, yeah. regardless if I feel the presence of God speaking to me in a mighty way, regardless if I'm on fire or I'm, my, my brain is or my thoughts are in the dumps. I continue to do those and press on regardless. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. And I have a thought that I kind of want to close this out on. But do you have anything else, Carl, you want to add or do you have anything else you want to add? Carlos, I think we've been at it about 23, 24 minutes. Yeah, I just I just appreciate you guys both being real about that kind of stuff because knowledge about what you guys walk through is valuable. Um, and then there's also like the um, reality that the knowledge of God is imparted to us by the Holy Spirit. And like without the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. like that knowledge is just information. But but you always say it, right? Um, it needs to lead to transformation, mm -hmm. you know? And that's, that's the Holy Spirit's job. And um, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's an important piece of, of in increasing in our knowledge is, is allowing the Lord to do that in our lives. Yeah, that's so good. Now, now let me close out with this. If, if you see Ryan or Carl or myself kind of get fired up in an episode, I mean, just know that we do discuss topics beforehand. And we both, in all three individually prepare beforehand. But we really don't talk about, we want it to be as organic as possible. So, yeah. I mean, maybe before the episode, we just kind of, making sure we're not using the same scriptures, but we really don't go. And so when you see me, like, it's really like, oh, wow, God's revealing, like, just such a truth and such a, like, man, that, and as he, as we've all been talking from every, even the things I've said, but but Ryan and Carl, as they're talking, it's almost like <laughs> when you hear things like, um, it is for freedom's sake that Christ has set you free, stand firm then, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery, or who the sun sets free is free indeed, or, um, uh, the truth, you know, know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And when you hear those things, it kind of gets you fired up. It's like, how or what? And I mean, it almost just was broken down just now, like in the aspect of uh, freedom. And you mentioned something about when you know the knowledge and the wisdom of God, it really has a lot to do with identity. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, are you kidding me? Uh, of course it does. And so now when you're, when, when you're meshing this in and you're understanding the concepts and you're in context and you're tracking with practical use of these things and you understand having the wisdom and knowledge of God lets you also know his character, but also know your identity and it confirms who you are in Christ, then of course it makes sense when God says, then you'll know the truth mm. and the truth will set you free. Yeah. Like we'll know who you are, son. You'll know who you are, daughter. You know who I am. Abba Father. And now, so it's not just slangs anymore. It's not just coffee cups verses that I don't really understand why it means that. Man, and so that's what hit me. And I was like, oh, wow. Absolutely. And it's so good. And I mean, there is freedom from the chains of addiction. Absolute freedom. And when you study these things, and when you hear that you can escape the corruption that's in the world because of sinful desire, it's not just words on a page from thousands of years old. It's alive, man. This is the Word of God, the Logos of God. And it is powerful and effective. Mm. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. And so we've put these principles uh, together from Scripture, um, Pastor Bruce, and we've redone things, and we've really pushed them and man, lately there's been, and I think I see God doing something pretty big here, but we've had churches from all over the country want to use it. We've had recently in the last two weeks, two different programs, like big programs with a hundred people going through them. They're coming to use this, this curriculum. And we're hoping that this is a, a resource for you, the life audio listeners, the YouTube watchers, the, you know, Spotify, wherever you're, cause, because it is growth. But also, man, if you're going to go through the curriculum, Going through these these episodes are only going to you know produce fruit, mm-hmm. and so man, I'm fired up. This is a great uh, second episode of the series. You want to close with anything? I'll close with a verse, Psalm 32, 8, and it says, "I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you." This mm-hmm. is a promise of God's divine guidance in our lives when we submit our ways to Him. Yes. So we've talked about. Knowledge today, wisdom, knowledge today. We talked about goodness or virtue last week, and we're going to talk. We're going to continue to talk about these principles the next four weeks. Stay with us. Hope you're liking it. Again, that's life after addiction. Come on. Life after addiction is a production of S2L Recovery. If you have any questions you'd like answered on the podcast, email them to info at springtolife.net. That's info at spring, the number two, life.net. And for more information on addiction recovery, visit s2lrecovery.org. We want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the Life After Addiction podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of their faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and much more. Thank you so much for listening today, and God bless. What do you do when the world around you is falling apart? It's amazing to me how many people are breathing air. They're going about their business and doing the things you're supposed to do. But if you really ask them, they know that on the inside, they are spiritually and emotionally and relationally dead. If we're not careful, all of us can experience that death. When what we need to do, even as the world around us is falling apart, we need to learn how to march when it would be easier to stay where we are and die. Join me each week on the March or Die show as we discuss that and so much more.